Low Elo is made possible thanks to the generous support of listeners just like you. For more information, visit LowElo.com. Refreshing. <sighs> oh, that was gross. <laughs> You're listening to the only new budget podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. To Low Elo. <laughs> Welcome to Low Elo 36. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. E. Crayons, and with me as always is the Sultan of Spin, Dave, a.k.a. Copy386. How you doing, Dave? Oh, I've been playing Garen. Oh, it's so amazing. I love him. Yeah. I love Garen so much. What, what lane do you play him in? Uh, bottom. Okay. Support Garen, number one NA. And in our third seat is the Maven of Draven. Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123. How's that been working out for you? Oh, Draven's just been so grand. And also sharing the third seat is going to be Rin the Yordle. How you doing, Rin? Doing great! I've been here the whole time. I swear it. This week on Low Elo, we've got MLG Rally. We've got Rangar's Questionable O-Penis. And a life before the metagame as we return back to school. But before we get into the nitty-gritty of the tournament... Let's talk about how it ended. Yeah, and I know you've probably gotten this also, Jeff, but just all of the tweets and the emails and messages in-game. Oh, did you hear what happened? Yeah. Yes, we heard what happened. <laughs> we did indeed hear <laughs> what happened. from all of the interest, it seems like we can't avoid talking about it. Uh, curse and well, but Dignitas. not only that, I, I think it's good to talk about because there's a significant, you know, sportsman-like conduct thing going on here but yeah yeah it's it's really it, it's just shameful is what it is curse and dignitas if you haven't heard if you're living under a rock they fixed the final matches so that they were going to dignitas was going to let curse win because in the way it worked out they wouldn't neither of them would lose circuit points so curse would win and anyway so they let curse win they played that a ram style game uh, in game one of the series, Curse won, and then Riot and MLG found out about it, and they pulled all the prize money and gave it to third through sixth, which yeah. and, is and exactly I believe, what should happen. And I believe that they also denied them the circuit points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the and for the so, season two championships. But so, and it's just the reason I say disrespectful is because we were talking about this earlier. It's like it's like in a if you're watching the NBA finals <laughs> it was like game one they're like hey guys let's all just stand in the middle and shoot half court shots you know and see who wins like yeah. if, if somebody the gall that that takes or like you know players, it's a like pga tour and everybody playing decides that you know they're going to uh, pick their clubs at random for each hole including <laughs> putting everyone's tr- like some People are actually trying to defend it. I'm just thinking of it like seriously. Would you defend it if like a baseball team was just going in? It's like the finals, and everyone's all pumped up, and suddenly playing slip and slide instead. And they're like, "Oh, we decided to split the money. We just didn't wow. care about the tournament anymore." Oh, that analogy is way better than the ones we came yeah, up with. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we, were, we, were thinking, 
We had some analogies, but yours just took the cake right there. Players doing that just it shows a big lack of respect for not only the game but for Riot for everybody watching, which is the most important. Because well, yeah, if it's for disrespect for MLG who's putting on the show, it's just downright unprofessional. And we've talked about this before about how unprofessional our esports uh, personalities act sometimes. And recently we had been talking them up. We'd been talking about how good the production was and how well-behaved everybody was with just a couple of outliers here looking at you, Dyrus. But then this happens and we see like not an individual, but two full A-list professional North American teams making an absolute mockery of the game and themselves. Yeah. And it's just like, and all the, on MLG side, it was a great event. Yeah. There were some issues with the streams, uh, like not working in Chrome for some reason. That was, that's not too big of a hurdle. If you really wanted to watch, you could still watch. Um, they had the booths, the soundproof booths. They had the sponsored listen in. I forgot who the sponsor was this time, but I remember there was one time they were listening into Scara and, and the, he said they were talking bad about some somebody on the other team. And, oh, and he talking, said, I, I hope talk, they're not. They were making fun of, uh, he was like, Nintendo looks funny. <laughs> yeah, he said Nintendo looks funny. And, and Scar says, oh, I hope they're not listening to us right now. <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, overall, I'm just like, I, I yeah. thought that we were over this already. Like as a, a pro community, I thought we were over this. And here we are making fools of ourselves and there's like there's fallout to this that hasn't even been realized yet now i do want to run down the facts for listeners here's what we know all right like this is what we absolutely know um we know that the teams definitely agreed ahead of before their match to play an aram as their first game that is concrete, solid. Everyone's admitted to it. Um, you know, indisputable fact. And they did play an all-random, all-middle game for their first game, which, I, you know, is just kind of disrespectful in the first place. Here's what MLG is telling us in their official statement. They say that both teams were disqualified not for the ARAM, but for colluding to throw the game in Curse's favor and split the prize money. What Curse is telling us is that they're sorry for the ARAM. They have a video out there of them all, you know, standing in like a hotel room saying we're sorry for the ARAM and, so, you know, sorry to our fans and the community and everything. But that all other allegations are a lie. They're saying, you know, there was no collusion to split prizes. There were no throwing of games. It was just an ARAM and that's it. Uh, and then we'll, we'll the make a statement. <laughs> statement from Dignitas so far is... Yeah, we'll make a statement. Um, they're pretty, they're being pretty quiet, but that's typical of the managers for Dignitas' team. They like to gather all the facts and everything. I think in the statements they've made already, they do say that they have confirmed that some of the behavior being reported is true, but they don't say what. Um, I have a feeling they're probably going to stick to their guns that they had not, uh, you know, colluded to rig the game in any way. But, and I mean, if I don't like getting into speculation, understandably, but if they did, like if 
some kind of proof arises that they did just step up and did rig the game for Curse to win, I feel like this just sets yep. League yeah, of Legends as an esport back it, it, Yeah, I was about like to say, like, you know, it all started out with, you know, we had our shoutcasters and, like, like derpy shirts and whatnot. It was, like, really kind of shady, not really well done. Then it actually escalated, getting better and better, and then this happens. It's just, it's, yeah. it's a disappointment. It, it, just sets, it just sets the whole scene back, if that's true. Like I said, I don't like speculation, but it's just, it's too hard at this point, because the statement coming out is that they weren't disqualified for the ARAM. And I don't feel like this is something that they would have, uh, you know, made their decision lightly without plenty of evidence to support them. I mean, I was watching the final game, and I hadn't gotten to see the ARAM. I was watching the final game. I didn't know what happened. I was super psyched for Curse because I was really rooting for them to finally win a big LAN event, and I thought that they had. And they all exit the booth, and there's no trophy for them to pick up. And then literally 30 seconds later the stream is dead. Like, they're just like, and Curse wins it. Good for them. Hey, where's the trophy? Click. No more stream. Like, you know, black screen, and then it's, you know, the music playing in the background. That's it. Well, on a, on a side note, though, if you ever wanted any evidence to show just how bad ARAM is as a game mode, I mean, Curse had to apologize to people for playing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're sorry we played an ARAM. It's just <laughs> bad. Yeah. No, it, and it's definitely not a, a competitive format, you know. It's, it just it doesn't serve a place, especially not at this level of play. I, I'm yeah, sure we're going to learn more about this and more will come out. But these teams are going to be just irreparably damaged because of this. We've always been a big fan of Dignitas on this show and Curse. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. this, And we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. But I don't want to... Let's let's move on here because there were a lot of games played that weren't rigged. <laughs> yes, there were a lot of non-rigged games at MLG Rally that were actually a lot of fun to watch. Um, Compy, run down some stats for us because we love tournament stats. I mean, the the news is it's useful for like the week or so, but the stats and how people are playing and everything that's actually good for everybody. Yeah. So. At the top of the stat, like the undefeated champion of MLG Raleigh is Corky, and uh, was he really I, undefeated? No, he wasn't undefeated. But oh, thirty-seven wow. times played, sixty-two mm. percent win ratio. Wow, the mm. most played champion was Corky. Yeah, and that's just like God. Do you ever get tired of being right, Jeff? Because <laughs> I, <don't>. you know, <laughs> I. I never get tired of being right. If, you ever if get... someone would like to, uh, here's here's the thing, folks. You go back, listen to our track record. Copy and I, we are available for consultation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you like, well, we we put ourselves up earlier as team coaches. Maybe we could do that. We could, yeah, we could go in. Maybe to Curse wants to hire us as coaches to improve the image and. Yeah, improve the image and uh, tell them trust to play me, Corky. You know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll tell them two things: play Corky, and don't rig your matches. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That that's a five thousand uh, dollar. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want a legitimate piece of five thousand dollar advice, I know we, we're done with this subject, but 
my five thousand dollar piece of advice to you would be: don't let the team be the pure representatives of your organization. For big groups like Dignitas, Curse, you guys really should be sending a coach or a manager, somebody with decision-making power to represent the team, to help them make these choices, keep them on track. I mean, you don't... When when the, when the college football team goes on the road, you don't send them without the coach. Yeah. <laughs> I or mean, like right? What would happen? What would happen? It would be terrible. It would just yeah. be a disaster. And the especially like in the NBA where they get a lot of players from uh you know straight out of high school. No, you want yeah. educated people. And yeah. the way we've had maybe maybe this is where our faith is shaken in the in the pro players is that maybe they're kind of like basketball players. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There you go. Anyway, yeah, Nunu. And, and, like yeah, so Nunu. Nunu was number two, but he didn't do too hot. Thirty win or thirty times played, only thirty six percent win ratio, but he got played a lot. Yeah, and he got played in varying places too. He was seen in the jungle. He was seen in lane, and he actually did really well for his teams. I feel like the games that he lost because these are always kind of skewed statistics. Thirty six percent win ratio does not mean Nunu's bad. It just means that he wasn't on the winning team. Yeah. Maybe they didn't have the winning team comp. Maybe they got maybe, outplayed. Maybe but, he didn't synergize with the rest of his team. I don't know. Right. Right. But Nunu has been is being recognized in pro play for a reason. And it's because he's good. You know, the yeah, the, change, pre, the recent changes they made to him are powerful. He's hairy. He's he's a great support. I know Wait, that comp, Did you just say uh, he's hairy? No. <laughs> well, he is. I mean, that, I mean that's true. Very, not oh. hairy. Very. <laughs> okay, both statements are true. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting all over the <laughs> He's place. Very hairy. Christian. Yeah. yeah. Um. I think it was like me and Compy. We would go bottom lane. I, I don't know if it was coming or not, but anyways, I would go as a, a funny, t- a, a good team comp that I have, like involving Nunu, is uh, I would go Draven and. Uh, I support you go Nunu, and it's it's great because. Well, but just from from your perspective, though, it's like Draven plus any support has been a good <laughs> choice lately. Yeah, I, I think it's funny though because like we like he I would he use Blood Boil on me while he's Blood Rush, and I'm just like run fast and poke forever and leave the enemy champion totally dead. underfed. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> and yeah. dead. Now the number well, the point th- the point I'm trying to make is Nunu's a really good support. Yeah. The number three most played kind of surprised me that the pros haven't figured him out yet. Um, I mean, I mean, we've said good things about Ezreal in the past, uh, and we've talked to his power, and he's actually getting nerfs. But like, he's not a good end game champion. No. Am I wrong here? Am I the only one who doesn't get this? Well, and the what the waves we've been talking about Ezreal is more of as a training tool as yeah. opposed to an actual like competitive champion. And we see that he he played 28 games, won 28% of them. Yeah, he's uh, a Saturn he's like a Saturn ion with a stick shift, you know. It's the car that you learn <laughs> on. It's the car that you take your test on. But, you know, when the time comes, you go get an automatic focus. And the <laughs> fact that he's getting nerfs, like, this is what, because 
I would love it if Ezreal was a competitive endgame champion for pros to play. This statistic supports the idea that he's not, and most people agree that he's not. But And then you have Corky, Graves. You know, it's like, why nerf Ezreal when Corky's just always been this monster that's fallen well, in and out of favor well, with I, people? They're, they're, well, they're nerfing Ezreal, but they're all... The only thing they're nerfing on Ezreal is his W. Like, yeah, the, and the then win- they're and they're actually buffing up his Q. Yeah. The, the reason yeah. I don't like the change to his W, though, is because his W is a real creative piece in there. I think that by nerfing it and then buffing his Q, you're really pigeonholing him into a pure AD where he has potential to be hybrid and other fun stuff out there. But, you know, it's, it's up to Riot to choose the direction they want to go with their champions, and I respect that. Uh, but if you look at the three you just named... Uh, Ezreal, Graves, and Corky. There's a reason they're receiving attention, and there's a reason why they're the top three AD carries in pro play. And it's and just you can look straight at them. What it is is all of them have high burst damage potential. Mm-hmm. All of them farm very well and very easily, and all three of them have built-in escape mechanisms. They're highly mobile. And this is the, like, what are we even calling this? This is the mobility meta, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why these guys are popular. That's why they're going to be, I mean, even after these nerfs, they're going to be the top AD carries in pro play. I'm going to make that call right now because other champions don't have their kit. The yeah. issue with Graves is not that he attacks too fast, which is what they're nerfing. It's that his kit is incredible. The issue with Corky is not that he does too much missile damage. <laughs> because he's just it, incredibly OP. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they're they actually addressing a little bit more with Corky. They're upping the cooldown on his Valkyrie. But the the issue with Val, with him is is that the fact that he has Valkyrie is the problem. It's not that it's up all the time. I mean, that's another problem in itself, but it's that he has Valkyrie. Yeah. And same thing with Ezreal. He has, what is the uh, essence arcane shift? shift. Or, yeah, arcane, arcane shift. shift. It's not that his arcane shift is up too often or something strange like that. It's that he has arcane has shift. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's that he can do that. <laughs> yeah. That's why yeah, these champions awful. are popular and why they are powerful. Yeah, and a couple of couple of surprises came out of uh, came out of this. One is Skarner in the jungle, uh, twenty seven picks, sixty percent win. I mean, nothing's been changed about Skarner. He's just all of a sudden popular. Which, if you remember, Jeff, is what I called in the last called it a few weeks ago. It is that someone who would not be who would experience no change and all of a sudden be popular. There's yeah. one example, Skarner. And then another surprise is Gragas. Now, we've all seen, like, if you watch Skara's stream, Skara's always always played Gragas. That's not a surprise. But Skara didn't play Gragas 21 times. I mean, other people played him, too. It's like, why is Gragas is all of a sudden popular as well? Yeah, and it's it's tough to say because uh, he's been a strong pick forever. I know we've never featured him on our show as uh, in the Opina section, I think it's because he's just a little bit of a sleeper. You know, he's really good, but has he ever seemed like unquestionably overpowered? I think he's just a good pick. 
when you're facing certain champions and you know that you're matched for skill level. Well, he's got the AOE, like, it's his mobility. Again, back to the mobility meta. Gragas, what is it, a four-second cooldown on his... Yeah. On his, what is it, charge? Like, belly flop. <laughs> body slam. That is, oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Trying to chase down a Gragas? Yeah, good luck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the. I mean, he's more mobile than Ari, which, you know, makes sense of that if you want. But Ari's ultimate at least has a cooldown. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, in typical team comps that you were seeing out of this really does speak to the whole mobility meta because, you know, we're talking about, like, uh, team dynamic. I remember seeing this game. Uh, is uh, Team Dynamic versus Orbit Gaming, and it was uh, they won this game by the way, twenty five seven forty three. Yeah, twenty five wow. seven forty three. Uh, so they you know over three times the KD ratio. Their team comp was Corky, Tarek, Rumble, Shen, and Gragas. <laughs> All right, I mean. You have four people on that team with some form of heightened mobility in the form of a dash, right? Yeah. And and then you've got Tarek, which is just immovable. But it it's just uh, the, the issue with the, these people. I think you identified it. I'm glad you jumped on it, Compi. Gragas, it's not that he's OP. It's that he fits into the meta right now so perfectly mm-hmm. because he's got that dash. Yep. A couple of the another reason we were right. Zyra played sixteen times with sixty eight percent win. So Zyra did really well this tournament. Not really surprising, but uh, we called that. And uh, the big one that was surprising is it looks like one team <laughs> got a hold of TF and TF played for only four times, but had a hundred percent win ratio. Oh yeah. Oh um, really? I think teams have been practicing with TF lately because. With the popularity of a, of uh, the Azubu Blaze strategy of pushing down towers very quickly, which is you know really just an old T uh, an old TSM strategy that's been recently employed by a lot of teams. Uh, Twisted Fate is the anti tower rush champion. He can be in any lane, so he can always respond when when they try to team up and take down a tower. And he helps the team benefit from a long, drawn-out game. TF yep. is there to prolong the game, and he's good at doing it. I think it's we're going to see more of TF if these strategies continue to pick up. Because we so, know that American teams don't want, at least at this point, the majority of American teams don't want that aggressive, that hyper-aggressive meta. Yes. So are you saying, Jeff, are you saying uh, TF is the counter to Azubu Blaze? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is that, uh, And I'm not saying he's the hard counter, pick TF and win. But TF has all of the uh, capabilities. To, like, he has everything you want in order to stop Azubu Blaze. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. want to run an old school stall meta, TF yeah. is a great pick for that. Yeah, he's going to perform there. Now, I... I before we move on, I do want to bring up one last pick from this tournament. I think it's really the highlight pick of the tournament. It kind of came out of nowhere, but it does highlight my thoughts on the champion and what I've felt about him really since release. Uh, I, I know this is controversial, but Victor had an, also had an, un, you know, an uncontested streak of wins at this tournament. Yeah, 
he won one game, right? Uh, he. I'd prefer to think of it as he won all of his games. <laughs> Every game yeah. Victor was in, he won. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just want to get this out there. New meta guys, Victor, number one MLG rally, 2012 Summer Championship. Well, and the but first though the worst 360 performance. Three sixty no skip or the, no scope. The the worst performance has got to be I don't know between Chogath, who played five games and won none. Yeah. And uh, Anivia, who won, played seven games and won fourteen percent. What's that like? Two or That's one? <laughs> one game? Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and those those two champions. I mean, Anivia. Chogath, good champions. I mean, shoot, we saw we've been we saw amazing Anivia play as Froggen. recently as yeah. Froggen. I mean, any, Froggen. Froggen, anything in Europe. The problem is, is that she does not fit into the mobility mobility meta right now. Um, yeah. Because all of the most popular mobile champions can just go right through her wall. Yeah, they counter her one sk- uh, one move that's supposed yeah. to totally disorient the enemy team, and nope. Just flash yep. over it. It's like the the meta is built around defeating Anivia, so it, she's uh. going to perform poorly. That's really just, you know, you, we have to see that coming. I um, think she needs it, to be born into a new meta. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Uh, uh, see what I did there? Dead champion needs to rise again. Well, <laughs> I mean, speaking of underpowered, though, speaking of underpowered, let's talk a little bit about Rengar. We run him in our O-penis section here. Um, my, my initial thoughts, tell me if you agree, Rengar's O-penis starts out strong, doesn't really last as long as it's supposed to. <laughs> no innuendo here. Yeah, has, has some uh, performance issues uh, later on. So, yeah, he has some, some long-term performance issues, Yeah, you say. Yeah. It's, over, it's over very quickly. Yeah, right. Or if it's right. not over very quickly, you're probably going to lose. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Rengar, man. Like, uh, I don't know. You guys have played him more than me. He's a kitty with bolas. He's a kitty with bolas. But it, he's he's cool. Like, I like him. I like his uh, Oh, yeah. Mechanics. I mean, th- there's no doubt that he's that he's cool. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, if we were talking about cool, yeah, I mean, he's right at the top of the pack. Yeah, awesome I mean, mechanics, <laughs> the no mana. I mean, shoot, no mana bar. Sounds good to me. <laughs> the only thing we don't like about him is that one item, but you don't even have to buy it. So, yeah. And, well, actually, cool. no, the, the item itself, not... It's not as bad as Victor. Which is the only thing we really have to compare it to, right? (laughs) Well, you don't have to buy it. Exactly, exactly. Which is the only reason why it's not as bad as Victor's. Um, But no, the the issue is that he he scales into the late game and then with, like, well, he doesn't scale into the late game and he has nothing to offer the team fight that somebody else doesn't do better. Yeah, it is. It is, and I'll have to admit, if you're playing like an AD carry, it is kind of scary when a Rengar pops out of nowhere. But yeah. then when he doesn't do any damage to you, you're like, oh, okay. Or you yeah. kill him before he kills you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because he's gonna pop out of nowhere and he's gonna use his three abilities on you, and you're gonna be like, oh crap! But if you survive those, then you're just like, all right, let's kill the kitty. 
<laughs> Whatever. Just, as long as there's no bushes around that he can jump on me again, uh, uh, should be fine. Yeah, well, and even that, there's a little bit of a dead spot for his jump. Yeah, I don't know. If you can I... stay close enough to him, he won't be able to jump on you, but he still also won't be able to auto-attack you. That's <laughs> frustrating. That's very frustrating, playing as Rengar. Uh, honestly, I saw one of the designers ask for feedback. I think Truffle asked for feedback via Twitter. And, you know, I provided my feedback. And then I waited like an hour. And I came back and I read through all of the replies that he received. And not a single one was positive. Oh, They've set they've set a, a standard. I mean, think of the last what four or five champions, Darius. <laughs> I mean, who? Darius, Draven, Zyra, and Jace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Really? <laughs> and then you're gonna put out Rengar. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you like, with if you're gonna follow up that line and you're gonna put out Rengar, you better double the damage on his Q. Which is OP if you're in a game and you're losing and your Rengar is split pushing because that thing hurts towers. Like, you can down a tower. It's, like, better than Nasus's yeah. Q for towers. Here, let me, let me give the rundown for everybody. So, Rengar, he has no mana bar. He has, like, what is it, ferocity? Something ferocity. like that. Every anyway, time he anyways, every- he, has five, he has five combo points. Every time he uses a cha- uh, an ability with his uh, Q, W, or E, he gets a combo point. His passive is, is that if he's inside, if he's stealthed or if he's in a bush and he attacks an enemy at range from 900 range, he jumps on them and closes the distance instead, which is actually a pretty awesome passive. His Q, you use it, it refreshes your auto attack, it does extra damage, and you get a speed buff. His W does AoE damage. His E is a bow loss. It's a ranged throw. It, uh, or sorry, it's a ranged attack. It uh, slows the enemy that it hits. If you're at five ferocity, each one of those does something similar to the regular one, but much better. The, the bullets are not. It's a targeted. I yes, thought it was it, a skill bu- shot. I was no, 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 no. It's oh, targeted. Yeah. It's targeted. It's targeted. And his ult, which I think the real issue with him, it lies in his ult. Um, his ult, you activate it. You eventually, not immediately, you eventually go invisible, which then allows you to use your, you know, jump attack. Um, And you can see where close by enemies are. But we're talking, like, within jumping range. It's just so lackluster. The cooldown on it is kind of low, though. I mean, It is kind of low. I mean, but what's the point in having the ability spammable when you're never going to be able to capitalize on it. That's true. And and it's not spammable like a Diana. You know, it's like a minute cooldown, cools down to like 40 seconds. Um, you can't just use it and then turn around and use it again. Um, and it's not a reliable escape mechanism either because you don't immediately go invisible. I'm just th- thinking that all the other assassins out there have a way to close the distance or reach out and touch somebody in a very serious way that doesn't involve an enormous cooldown and putting themselves at an immediate risk to retaliation by everyone around them. Yeah. That's the problem, is that Akali can do it three times and then mm-hmm. hide in her shroud. Shiko can do it and then four seconds later can go away. Yeah. Or or use his clone. Yeah, so all these, that's the problem, is that his 
as an assassin, which is what he is supposed to be. If you look at his kit, it's he's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, I mean, we have seen some creative success out of him, but I think this is more from people not knowing how to play against him than it is real success. Uh, we've seen him play bottom lane in sort of like a support DPS role that was hilarious and worked out a few times. Um, <laughs> he actually performed really well on Twisted Tree Line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who, who knows? Maybe we have a targeted release for Twisted Tree Line. And yes, I did just reveal that I've played some Twisted Tree Line recently. Um, one one game you played, yeah. or two games with us. Yeah. yeah. But honestly, I think uh, this is going to be another example. What we're getting into, and strangely at this time of year again, uh, we're getting into the Yorick and Skarner season. And I was going to ask which is which release was worse. I mean, yeah. I think Yorick by far is hands yeah. down the worst champion released ever. At yeah. release, he was so bad. He was yeah. downright unplayable. <laughs> he like, did, like, he couldn't no play in lane. He couldn't be in the jungle. He just got bullied by everyone. It was dumb. Um, the, this is not whole... that bad. <laughs> this is not that bad. But it just feels like an instant lose for your team. Um, we'll, we'll see. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, but Rengar is a candidate for first month buffs. Yeah. I think we're going to see He them. needs a couple changes indefinitely. Like I've seen him do good sometimes with the few games I've been able to play. Um, but it's just, <laughs> whoop, I'm a kitty cat. I throw a bola. That's, yeah. that's it. Kitty bolas. <laughs> yeah. And like you're right, one thing that just feels so terrible if you're playing Rengar is that passive. It's like, what's the point if I'm if I'm not? I can only do it every what forty seconds if I'm not in a bush. Yeah. It's so like confining. Yeah. So take a look. I don't know. Take a look at the passive. Maybe give his ult stacks or something. Yeah, I I'm just not sure exactly how to address it. And, you know, to, to be clear, we're not even talking about his item because it's not worth talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's a stacks item that you get one stack on it, whether you kill somebody or you get an assist, and you lose one stack on it if you die. And it's, honestly, it's not that impressive until you have seven stacks on it. Yeah. And it only goes up to, what, 14 instead yeah. of 20? But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's... It's not that great of an item. Um, I think the last thing is, if you want to try him out, you're going to need to work with your team. Uh, I think probably one of the most promising strategies that I haven't tried out yet, so don't don't shoot me if you try this and it doesn't work out, is maybe try him as a bruiser support bottom lane. So AD carry, make sure you pick up some pots. Run him with Caitlyn. Yeah. This was kind of my thought, is you run him bottom lane, run him with Caitlyn, use Caitlyn to wall off one end of uh, the lane so that not only will it corral the enemy towards the bushes where he can jump out and attack them, but it'll also create an escape route for him to go through those traps and they won't be able to follow through, right? Yeah. I I, I don't know. I feel like you're going to have to get creative with this guy, but he's he's going to get buffs. Believe you me, he's going to get buffs. Well, moving on, let's but talk... But he's cool. He, he's he so is cool. so cool. Oh my God. cool. His I animations are really cool. 
the animation team just keeps getting better with these characters. I really and he sounds to, cool. Yeah. yeah, he sounds He's awesome. Like, yeah, his lore is cool. Like he fights this huge monster, loses an eye, and he wants vengeance. Oh my god! Like okay, okay. I, I, you know what? We need to we need to make one last thing very clear here. Rangar is not competitive right now, no. but. I still recommend you buy him if you like <laughs> assassins or even if you just like if you like champions that dunk or cats. Yeah, or or yeah, if you like cats. <laughs> so basically um you should buy Rengar. Like yeah. this is the first time I've said this about a champion that's just not <laughs> competitive at all. You should own him. <laughs> yeah, he's so cool. He is he's very cool. So cool. All right. But not <laughs> Too cool for school. <laughs> yeah. He needs he needs to go back to Kitty Bola school. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it's that time right now. Everyone's going back to school, so he's gonna have his chance. Um <laughs> you know, recently Compy and I uh we've been playing some games with lower level summoners. Uh, you know, friends, people we've met. Regardless, that means that we've also been playing around a lot more low-level summoners. You know, you bring them into your game, you're going to see them. They're going to be your opponents. They're going to be people you get teamed up with. Uh, so we've been recently exposed to this very interesting arena of champions level 10 and under that we aren't normally exposed to. And so we have some observations and some tips that we think are really going to help those of you who are in this level range or just recently exiting it, or those who have been playing like AI games the entire time and may not have picked up on some of these strategies that you should know for getting into the more competitive PvP games. So let's start this one off with uh, potions and wards. You want to hit us off, Compy? Yeah, well, we, we've already talked at length about wards, so, but, uh, this observation was actually made by Garrett, cause he also has some other low level friends who I managed to play with tonight. He says, you can tell the low level people by, they don't book by potions. Like, they, by, by how many, by how many Dorn's items they have. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that Dorn's items are bad, but I think consensus is from everyone in the game right now is that health potions are essential. Mm-hmm. They are essential. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're going back, you're forced back, you have money and you can't buy a real item and you don't pick up a few potions and wards, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're just asking to be put back to your fountain again, whether forcibly or by you hitting B, which brings up another kind of strange subject that I had never thought about, but now I look back on it, it's like, oh yeah, back in my day, <laughs> um, people hit B at like at low level, and if you're, you know, if this is something you do, just admit it and grow. Uh, people hit B in the strangest places. <laughs> yeah, like out in the middle of the lane, just oh, I'm gonna back. You know, I'm going back. <laughs> yeah, like like right behind <laughs> their lane of 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 uh, minions. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go back now. Yeah. All right. Oh, all right. It's all right. We just took out this tower. I'm going to go back. <laughs> yeah. Now, first of all, I mean, people tend to be too much <laughs> when they're yeah. uh, low levels. Second, do it where you're at least go to a bush. Yeah. I mean, or just go back and stand next to your tower somewhere safe. Somewhere safe. Like if you're in jumping distance of the enemy jacks, <laughs> which is probably at this low level, he's probably bottom lane. 
um, <laughs> with Master Yi. <laughs> Oh my. And his and his double phantom dancer. Uh, yeah, you need to just look after your own safety. And and if you don't know what we're talking about with B, uh, well, B is the shortcut button by default to uh, teleport back to the Nexus. Just you know, in case, just in case, gonna throw that out there. Yeah. The I think the last thing, and maybe I just hinted at it, was attack speed isn't that good. <laughs> Attack speed and crit chance are terrible. Yeah. So stop stop stacking zeals. Yeah. I mean, they're not that bad. But you need, you know, I mean, you need bite to go with your bark. (laughs) It's great that you are just terrifying and attacking every 1.8 seconds. But when every one of those hits does about 25 to 50 damage... It really does beg the question, would an Infinity Edge be the better choice? Yeah. And this is not the type of game where people stand there and let you hit them. I mean, <laughs> if you're hitting someone, you're going to get a, off a couple hits. They're going to run away. Yeah, they're going to do something. Like, you're going to get stunned. They're going to juke you. It's going to be in and out of bushes, things like that. That's why attack damage or, you know, magic damage... Um, or ability power, sorry, are important because those stats allow your hits to work. They allow them to make something happen. Uh, you know, instead of just running around and attacking really fast but not actually doing anything. Yeah, you know, going on the battlefield with nothing but a stick and just swiping at your opponent really fast, that's not going to work. I mean, unless you're playing jacks, but yeah. <laughs> Even he at least had the decency to put a light at the end of his stick and give it a little yep. bit of weight. Um, yeah. the, the point is is that you need to fill out your builds. You don't want to build uh, wholeheartedly into a single focus unless that focus can be compensated for by the rest of your team. For example, building all-out AP on the AP carry may be a good idea as long as the rest of your team is able to protect you. Here, here's a question for you, Jeff. Do you ever get a champion and buy something that's not Merc Treads, and then you get CC'd, and you're just, like, shocked at how long it lasts? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Because because there's a variety of uh, champions that I'll play as AD, uh, AD carries, and depending on the progress of the game, I'll pick up a Berserker Greaves instead. Oh, yeah, lots of AD carries, Berserker Greaves, that's fine, but... You know, well, most but that's other where champions. I notice it. Because, yeah, I mean, l- look at the rest of the stuff that I play. It's all Merc Tread territory. Yeah, but and that's another thing is boots of mobility aren't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is a real quote from a new player that I played with tonight. He said, I get boots of mobility on Yi because I saw it in a YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> you want to avoid those YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. He also had a uh, Riggles and two Zeals. With mm-hmm. his boots and mobility, so you know, yeah, someone was trying to burn down towers. That that sounds exactly like a joke game. That that the whole Zeals game. That I don't know if you were in it, but our like our whole team, we just went Zeals and beat out towers. Yeah, yeah, that's that cool. Was our that's what you're doing. But if you're playing the game normal, trying to kill people with that, you're not. Or heaven forbid, forbid, you're trying to learn. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, no, if I, I'm just going to throw that out there. If people are trying to learn, let's put it this way. It's like writing a paper for school. If you sit there and say, I cited from Google, your teacher's going to stare at you and be like, yeah, you don't have any proper information written here. Somebody could have just well made that up. The same thing, cite your work and know where the information's coming from rather than, oh, well, I saw a YouTube video, so it has to be right. You need to research it a little bit more and actually know what you're going for and what might be good for your character for that pick. Yeah, kids, uh, click the links you go find on Google and cite from there. (laughs) (laughs) As a former Uh, English professor, I can tell you that's what you need to do. Right, right. Which, strangely enough, has nothing to do with League of Legends. (laughs) (laughs) Like, gonna point that out there. Nobody's gonna cite their work on a YouTube video. Um, no, you know there there are productive edge. YouTube videos out there. I'm I'm sure, yeah. but just like a guide, uh, use these as starting points for knowledge. Don't follow them blindly. And when you see something that is just you're questioning, why do I need this? Well, you, that's kind of the question, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if you're if you don't know why you need it, you build it once, and when it doesn't work out, you say, okay, maybe I need to reevaluate. Boots of mobility is one of those things. Um, tenacity is really strong. People need to know that. And probably the best tenacity, well, hands down the best tenacity item in the game, Merc Treads. Yep. Look it up. So, <laughs> and, and no, you don't need, you, you don't need double Phantom Dancer on everybody. Uh, no. Well, it just sounds uh, fun to double <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But it's not good. Like, I, I play Yi, and I play it very cavalierly. I, I, don't, uh, I don't really stress out about Yi, and not even I build multiple Phantom Dancers on him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, let's head off to the second segment of the show here. Let's talk a little bit about our game. Compi, we got some interesting feedback on this one yeah we did and our our rules for this game were that you had to completely destroy the other team and send us a screenshot of you being classy you know saying something nice and uh of the of the post-game kill reports so yeah uh, some a lot of people didn't really get what classy meant in that sense <laughs> right <laughs> um, but that's probably a subject for maybe another show yeah we'll get to that later but we did have one uh that stood out and this game they won it was ice dark knight was in the game docs the name ricky zatch uh vixium who i'm not familiar with i think uh, and uh Thusirius. Yeah, and if you guys aren't familiar, Ice Dark Knight is uh, one of our really or- original casting crew. Does a great job. If you're interested yep. in seeing more of him, check out the stream. It's uh, lowelo.com. You said Rixian was in there. What? I'm sorry. You said Rixian was in there. No, Vixie. Oh, Vi- oh sorry, sorry. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> okay, There's so somebody I know. They won the game, 49 kills to 13 deaths. You know, Rixian, you just got a shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in a 29-minute game, um, and the wow. in the post game, Ice Dark says, "Good game, guys," and the serious says, "Twas a good battle, gents." <laughs> very classy, <laughs> very classy. Doc says, "Good game, guys. Well played." And Ricky Zatch, very good game. And then Vixium says, 
you have beautiful eyes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was classy. Good job, guys. Grats. You win the game. Yeah. Yay. Now, Yay. I, I do, I do kind of want to throw out there, I don't think this challenge ends today. Um, I think that this game is something that you should try and make a habit of, that uh, all of you listening should make a habit of, is that whether you win or lose, you know, expand the rules a little bit, but whether you win or lose, um, try to just consider what went positive in that game and always end it on a positive note with the other team. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be as simple as just saying, good game, well played. That's fine. That's perfectly in line. You know, just resist that urge, especially if uh, it was a negative game at some point. Resist the urge to fire back with any sort of negativity because you're not helping the cause. Yeah. Be positive. And, I mean, we still get responses to our assist games. We love seeing those guys, so keep sending them to to all of these. So, yeah, if you want to keep sending in you being positive, then we encourage that. Yeah, and send those to team at loelo.com. We'll check those out. Everyone gets them. Speaking of email, I got some emails here, Jeff. Well, what about uh, we need a game for next week? Oh, yeah, yeah. What's going to be next? Oh, it's back to school. Yeah, we're right. we're going to stick with this whole back to school theme, guys. And we know a lot of you uh either aren't in school, you know, you're you're working full time just like uh some of us are over here. But for those of you who are back to school, whether it's university, high school, whatever, uh we do have a game for you. Of course, everyone is invited to play. And we're going to call this one Study Hall. So in this one, you've got a study hall che- uh, teacher, they're a champion. All right. Uh which champion is your study hall teacher, and what do they teach? Yeah. I hope I hope mine's Timo. I I sort of imagine him as like a chemistry teacher, <laughs> you know, yeah. with noxious like noxious trap. Yeah, like he's he's a chemistry teacher that also teaches like uh, environmental science, and he goes and does like the nature walks with all the students and all that. Aww, I don't know why I just found that. Incredibly adorable. The picture oh, in my head. Timo. It, Timo. Well, yeah, you it can't is help Timo. yourself. Timo's an environmentalist. Aww. Yeah, I mean, you could just be like, you know, I see Timo as just a vicious mass murderer, covered in blood, <laughs> walking from house to house in the outer suburbs of Chicago, wreaking havoc and ending lives. Oh. I hope my gym teacher is Mundo. <laughs> Oh my god. Right. Right. So Aw, oh, Mundo goes into the girls' bathroom. Mundo goes where he pleases. <laughs> <laughs> Scandal. <laughs> okay. So yeah, send us send us your uh, submissions for this one. You know, Mundo or uh, champion is your teacher. What uh, why and what uh, subject do they teach? Hit those up once again. Team at loelo.com. Let's go ahead and get into some emails, copy. Okay, so we have an email from Nuffy, who's playing on E-U-N-E. He says, and it's, help, my friends are raging. He's got a group of of real-life friends that he plays with, and that usually they're the most kind-hearted, nice people in the world. But uh, for some reason, when they play League of Legends, my otherwise very calm and collective friends uh, turn into, quote, raging monsters with supernatural powers. And he said he's tried reasoning with them, but they rage, uh, and it makes him sad 
and he wants some. He's tried to get them to listen to the show, but uh, they refuse. So, what is our advice for his raging friends? You know, here's uh, and this comes from personal experience. And uh, if he's listening, he's going to know exactly who he is. And I know he doesn't fault me for this. The the wonderful thing about League of Legends is is that if you find other people to play with, and you jump into a game with them, you can't play with your raging friends. <laughs> Yeah, you're already in a game like you just you can't do it sorry guys i'm already in a game exactly um so i guess my advice is pick up some uh new people to play with you know use the chat i know it's been picking up over there but find new people to play with that share your taste for the way the game should be played and start playing with them and it's probably not something you're going to be able to just do overnight. You'll probably still end up playing some games with your rager friends. Um, and, you know, they're real-life friends of yours. I'm sure that in real life they're awesome. I, I know how this is. Competition can bring out the worst in people. And, that you know, there are people, friends that I have, real-life friends, who are very dear to me, and I just have no desire to play any competitive game with them just because of the, what it brings out in them. Yeah. That's... Here's here's my advice is make because everyone always adds each other after a great win. Try adding people after you lose. Yeah. Based on what they say. Like, you know, if everyone if you just oh we won, it was great, everyone's happy, we're all friends, everyone did well, that's easy. People who are ragers aren't going to rage when you win and everything works perfectly. But when you Mm -hmm. lose, that's a different story. So when you lose a game, pay attention to what your teammates are like and add them uh, accordingly. Yeah, that's a little bit of a life lesson there, too. You know, you can really judge someone's character by how they handle uh, diversity and challenge much better than how they uh, handle victory. Yeah, just gonna throw that out there. Anyway, good luck. Life lessons taught by Low Elo in the League of Legends community. <laughs> good luck, Nuffy, in your quest for better friends. You too uh, can be successful at life. Liz Sourfruit, including Liz Sourfruit, wanted to ask. Um, he's saying, uh, I don't know if it's a he or she. Uh, anyway, Liz says, I'm gonna assume it's a she. Uh, that we've often said that learning how to if you want to learn how to beat someone play as them yep she asked what if playing what if that's not working right now i'm playing four different champions uh but i still cannot deal with cat and akali as any one of them as any of them them being timo volibear shivana and wukong um so well wait a minute is she is she playing she's having trouble with cat and akali she's playing Uh timo volibear shivana and wukong okay but but is she playing as Kat Nakali? Well, it's I guess it says that she's been trying and okay. it's not working. Okay. Um, you know, the, here's the thing: it's not a miracle cure, uh, and some champions do have inherent advantages over others. Um, I'll tell you right now that is it's frustrating as Timo to play against a uh, to play against a Nakali. Um. Pfft, Really, what you've got to do is you, you're playing these champions not to learn how to beat them. You're playing them to learn how they work, to understand their mechanics. Uh, ideally, you would start to understand when another champion or another player playing those champions makes mistakes. 
and how to take advantage of them. You'll start to learn how you got, get punished as that champion and then start applying that to your own play style. Now, in cases where you're at an inherent disadvantage uh, or if it just doesn't seem to be working, the next thing, get a friend in there. You know, yeah. We talk about a lot about this, getting another person in there. I think you need a second opinion. Well, and another thing is is not only when they make mistakes, because like for Akali, the her big deal is her Twilight Shroud, which is the circle of smoke on the ground. She's invisible. When yeah. that's by the way, put a, put a mushroom in that. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Put a mushroom in that. Protein the biggest oil. mistake Akali's make is they use it too early. If you can bait out the Twilight Shroud, and then then when it's gone, you just full out attack. Like that's that's the deal with Akali. But the reason you play as the champion is to learn not just mistakes, but when they do anything. If you played that champion ex- extensively, you can say, "Oh, I know what she's thinking. I know what that Akali is thinking right now." Uh, for example, what is the first thing Akali's going to do? Well, nothing until level six. <laughs> level <laughs> six is a, you need to pay yeah. attention to where they're level. You've six. got five levels to bully. Yeah. And yep. same with same with Katarina. Once they hit six, it's a different ball game. But uh, anyway, that that's just a little tips. And I refuse to believe that it's just not working. You need to play them more. You need yeah, to play, play them, a Kali more. Play them more, and maybe maybe refocus what you're actually looking at. Remember, one of the big goals here is to never be surprised by what happens when you go against that champion. Akali and Katarina are good examples of, of champions that do have that surprising turn. Uh, Asin is another one. Uh, but anyway, so next email is from Kalazor. Okay, and he says, Hey guys, my summer name is Kalazor. I main Talon. I can play him anywhere. I'm in top 100 Talon's NA. But, really? Uh, but my ELO sucks because Talon isn't seemed amazing in rank to some people. Mm-hmm. I, uh, anyway, <laughs> do you want to just take this out? Okay, so, and the last email is from Fly Perry, just sending us a thank you. Uh, basically, I've been level 30 for a while, but I played 300 bot games and only 60 PvP because I, d- I didn't know how to handle myself in solo queue. The pressure and harassment from strangers made a game I really love into a nightmare. I didn't have any friends that play this game still, but the low elo community is like one big warm family. Mm. Solved all of Fly Perry's problems. That's awesome. I like low elo success stories. Yeah. In fact, if you have a low elo success story, I would like you to email it to me. <laughs> yes. And if you have puns, you can email those to Dave. <laughs> Who's Dave? Oh, Compy. Yeah, yeah, Compy. <laughs> you can, you can email those to, to eat Compy123. <laughs> eat Compy123. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, Rin, someone sent us an email and referred to all, like, Dave as Eat Compy One Two Three. Actually, he referred to me as Eat Compy One Two Three. It's funny that you make that mix-up, though. What about so. all your crayons? Three eighty six. That's a cool name. That yeah. is. I feel like we need to go and reserve these before we publish this. Um, anyways, let's let's head over to the iTunes shout-outs. I'll preempt this by just letting everybody know that iTunes, uh, we really enjoy reading the feedback that you guys give us in iTunes. And I assure you, for the North American store, we read every review. And we appreciate every second that you spend on those. So... 
by all means, continue. If you haven't given us a review in the iTunes store and you've got an Apple device, or if you use, just use iTunes regularly, go ahead, send us uh, a review, give us an honest, some honest feedback, and we'd love to give you a shout-out on the, on the show. With that, we have uh, Christian. Uh, Christian, you going to read us some shout-outs here? Yeah, and I was thinking of a voice to do for this one, and in the email that Liz Sourfood sent us, she wrote a postscript and says, Love you guys and keep up the great work. Also, Ren has the cutest voice, and I think that she should do the voice for the next Yordle champ. Christian's, uh, <laughs> there's more. Christian's Amumu voice is also funny, but it is nothing like Amumu. What? I All right. Liz, you, Liz, you're right. You got, you got me. Oh, my, my gosh. I never, realized, I never sounds, realized it was nothing like Amumu's actual voice. That's out of the bag. You know, like, this doesn't sound like Amumu at all. <laughs> So because you're not a female, and the girl who voiced Mumu is a girl. That was well, very ridiculous. I'm really glad girls that you... are girls. <laughs> yes. Girls are girls. Also, I'm... boys are boys. No and way. gross. And uh, gross. <laughs> anyways. Um, so, yeah, that got me thinking. I'll actually, although I'm not a girl, Rin, I'll try to do a genuine Mumu impression for these reviews, so... <laughs> oh, my. Okay. All right, we're gonna play... Uh, okay. <laughs> Dude, Christian, Christian, I'm gonna stop you right there. Let's read some iPod reviews, guys. Here we got... Uh, oh, we got Emicorn. This person writes, Call me Panda Porn Star for the show. Uh, okay, Panda Porn Star. Next, we got... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Don't laugh at me, it makes me sad. We got Boba729, C-A-L-D, Goljiferg, that just sounds like a bunch of gibberish, oh, and last is Blade Baka. Uh, thanks for the reviews, guys. Uh, I really appreciate it. That was like the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, I'm, not I'm just the most now. terrifying thing out of your mouth, it was the most terrifying thing I've ever heard, ever. <clears throat> Can I go back to this horse now? Yeah, oh god, that's so much better. <laughs> like, I was just imagining, like, this, like, greasy little 14-year-old with, like, a knife. And I don't even know why he had a knife, but he's got a knife. And that's what was reading those iTunes shoutouts. Would it unsettle you if I, if I told you I actually had a knife in my hand right now? Yeah, it would unsettle me just a little bit, because it'd make a lot more sense. Well, I don't, so don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do I? I don't know. Oh, man. We'll never know. All I, all I do know is that if you want to email us, you can send that email to team at com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm EatGamer. Dave is Dave. Christian is CTF1990. And Rin is Rin the Yordle. I also encourage you to visit our website where we have our forums, our back catalog of issues, and the music that you see on the show, and much, much more at lowelo.com. Also, if you enjoy our show, you may enjoy supporting our weekly efforts. You can find more information also at the website at lowelo.com. The other place that we'd like you to visit, check out our Facebook page whenever you have a chance. We're putting up more information there every week, and we do announce every new episode if you'd like to use that as your primary medium for getting new episodes or at least the information about them. With that said, I'm Jeff Wyckoff. 
And with me as always has been Low Elo Dave, Dave Copy 386 Dave. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123, a.k.a. Greasy 14-year-old Amumu with a knife. <laughs> Please be my friend. Oh, God. Oh God. <laughs> I promise I won't stab you. <laughs> and, I only stab mean people. And late to class today, and so she'll have to stay late for detention, has been uh, Rin the Yordle, a.k.a. Rin the Yordle, also known on Twitter as Rin the Yordle. Do I have to wear the dunce hat? I don't want to wear the dunce hat, man. This isn't cool. I'm sorry I sneezed to class. Yeah, go back to your corner. And with that bombshell, good night, everybody, and don't forget, stay classy, summoners.
The man told Dr. Rose that he had eaten microwave popcorn at least twice a day for more than 10 years. 